What's going on, guys? This is uh, Thomas right here uh, of the Murphy Donahue Podcast. This is our second episode, and uh, we wanted to come to you guys hot today with a huge week in New England sports. So Huge uh, week. Huge week. Uh, it's Matt right there. We're what up, are, what up, uh, what up? What up? We are, uh, we are we're excited. The, uh, the uh, Patriots beat the Chiefs 43-40. to Huge win. Establishing our dominance once again in the AFC. Um, the Celtics started that season 1-0 against the 76ers, who we own last year, this <laughs> year, and every year. And perhaps the biggest news is that the Red Sox are going back to the World Series. Matt, what do you got? I mean, I think excited is an understatement this week. Besides my <laughs> midterms, I was there's not a word of how I felt this week. There's just not a word. Every single Red Sox game was like an emotional roller coaster. That Patriots game was an emotional roller coaster. The Celtics game, Celtics. I, I couldn't watch because I was watching the Red Sox game. So, yeah, I'm mad that's, at myself. That's the but, life. That's the life of being a New England sports fan right there. That's all you got. Yeah, seriously. Like, there's nothing you can do sometimes. Like, there's just so much winning. There's so much emotion. There's so much investment that sometimes you just you can't you can't watch them all. And the the scheduling of these games, like they're just screwing New England sports fans. I just want to put that out there. The Red Sox playoff game and then the Patriots biggest game of the season in the NFL at the same time. Are you kidding me? And then same thing, Red Sox and Celtics. I, I couldn't. I had to pick, and I had to pick the Red Sox because it's playoff time. So I don't know. I don't know. Well. That, here comes the question that I read in an article by Fidelberg on Barstool Sports asking, is it difficult to, to be a New England sports fan? Is it draining? Is it tiring? Even though we win so much. And I think that my answer is yes. Oh, yeah. He made a lot 100%. of solid points. He made a lot of solid points. A lot of other teams, you know, when it gets deep in the playoffs like this, or whatever this time of year when we have three teams playing, a lot of other sports don't really have to worry about that. You know, like we, we have to balance being a fan for four great professional sports teams in New England that consistently win. It's not it's not easy, and 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 I think one of the toughest things is you you expect you you almost expect winning so much that it's you don't like you're you're riding for them to win so much because if you know that if you lose the consequences are so much higher everyone's looking at you for a loss when all they're expecting is for you to win every game yeah i mean i know for me like every every single day this week was an absolute grind solely off the <laughs> every i yeah, slept absolutely. so many hours this week because i was just exhausted every single night <sighs> but exhausted but pumped <laughs> At the same time, because I was so excited that we won. I swear to God, I didn't go to bed till like, 3 every single night. And I had, like, midterms and stuff, but, like... The that's mid- the life. That's also yeah. the life of being a college student and a Boston sports fan. It's just Being a college grind. student, it's just it's just a grind. That's, there's nothing you can... Especially right now. I mean, look, look at it. Look at it. Tonight, we got the Celtics. Celtics playing the Raptors. Potential Eastern Conference Finals matchup. Just never stops. We got... Never stops. It doesn't stop. Uh, so let's let's, let's, yeah, let's break just, it down let's a little break more. Down everything let's let's go right. Let's go. Let's go right into the socks, uh, Matt. You were maybe more invested than anyone that I talked to about the socks, so I want you to start us off, dude. Okay, hold on. I'm looking at our notes right now. We're missing one of the biggest things. JBJ. Oh my god, <laughs> that dude came alive. He was came like, alive this series, like. He only had like three hits all series, and he had nine RBIs. Are you kidding me, dude? And he's the ninth man. Dude's yeah. like the Grim Reaper of the Astros. They feared him more than they feared Mookie Betts, <laughs> and Mookie Betts was right after him. That he 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 was the he was so fun to watch. Every time he got up, he he would just strike the ball with power, and it would be gone. Even if it was a foul ball, it was still like, why is this dude batting ninth? I don't know. He he was great this yeah. series. I'm adding it in the notes, even though we just talked about it. But uh, what do you? What were your thoughts on it, Murph? Uh, I gave last night's game was very, very optimistic, and now I'm very optimistic, and I was very excited about our pitching. David Price, nine Ks, looking so back. 
I think he needed to get that one good game, one win, even though it wasn't technically a win until last night, under his belt. He pitched well in the game before. He did, he he looked unreal last night. Also, Evaldi just throwing killer. absolute heat. Just a killer, Evaldi. That just dude a is, killer. Oh, that guy. Yeah. And even Kimbrell last night looked solid. Solid yeah. from the jump in the ninth. Uh, everyone was a little nervous about him coming in the game after his last his last ninth inning performance, but first time you didn't give up a good. run this postseason. I feel I feel real good. I feel like if you can win a series like that and close it out like we did, a lot of people are saying you know Astros. People have been counting the the the, the Sox out for a while now, and every, I think yeah, every series they finally been shut people up. You know? Which is like ridiculous like, because we were the winningest team in baseball. It doesn't make sense to me, but keep going. Yeah, and I think that now that the biggest question mark the whole playoffs, the whole season has been our pitching, and now it's starting to show that we're here for real. Yeah, the relievers are stepping up besides homeboy that came in the game. I forget his name. Uh, Barnes gave a homer last night, but it's okay. Uh, yeah. Little. Barnes also hammer lip in while he's pitching. I love that. Got to respect him. <laughs> can't can't knock the hustle there. Uh, but stand on I mean, pitching. How about let's talk about Chris Sale? Dude, yeah, is he okay? Do we know? Does anybody know? I don't know. I mean, he was there last night in the dugout because like he was in the the picture at the end. So of the he's got to so, like, he's got to be good. Be but like, I'm convinced that that's why he lost uh, game one too. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Because the next day he was admitted into the hospital. Like you're telling me he wasn't. He was feeling 100 percent one day and then zero percent the next day. There's no way. I still believe yeah. in Chris Sale. I still believe he should win the Cy Young. I don't know, but I mean, I think he's gonna, he's gonna be ready to go. World Series, living in Boston, they gotta win. That's all I'm saying. If they win, There's... when they win the World Series, I'm coming up and living in your apartment for like three days. Yeah, just for not sure. stop we can go to parties. The We're going to parades. Parties, sure. parades. I want to touch the banner at Fenway. I'm gonna scale the wall and just like touch it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> There's also the possibility. I was talking to Matt earlier about this. That Northeastern offers Red Sox student nine tickets, which during the regular season they're like nine dollar tickets. Obviously. It's the uh, I think it's exact I think it actually still is nine dollars during the playoffs, but it's a different uh, like they do it differently. So you can show up there, you can buy your tickets two hours before the first pitch, and it's a certain section that you go to. But for the playoffs, you can line up five hours before, no earlier than five hours, and they'll let you wait in line. And the first a hundred people that go that that are admitted get the nine dollar tickets and. We'll see how it goes. I feel like a lot of people are going to be in line five hours before for probably all these games. But if they make it to if they, if it gets later in the series, I might have to stand out there five hours before. There's a real possibility. Yeah, we got to jerry rig that system somehow so I can get up there. I gotta, yeah, we need to we need to we need to steal someone's ID and uh, like copy and paste a picture of Matt's face on it. Dude, I was just thinking about this too while you were talking. Could somebody else buy the ticket for me? Or is it not well, I don't think it? so because it says like you your student ID has to be present. You have to be like with like or you have to be like right. So what there. you like just buy the ticket and then you go right in? Yeah, uh, like literally that's it. Oh. Yeah, it's tough. And I'm I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that it's not just Northeastern. I think it's like Northeastern, BU, like Harvard, like some other schools. So it's definitely not going to be an easy job to get done. Yeah, but those, those Harvard dudes happen. are going to be hard to outthink, and the BU kids and the yeah. Northeastern kids. <laughs> My Quinnipiac, yeah. my Quinnipiac well, education major, doesn't match up to them. Right now. Major <laughs> right now on the mental aspect. Uh, uh, Benny biceps catch. He two outs in the bottom of the ninth. The ball is going. It's in just um, his glove is a magnet. It's a magnet. <laughs> the ball is going there. And Dude, that catch though was that it. that catch was crazy because if he misses that, that dude, we lose catch. we lose that game. Yeah. No, for sure. That was a tough catch. Love the balls on him, though, to go and do that. Yeah, every time. Like that's his game. That that's why he. That's why he's in that position. Him? Do we have the best outfield? I think in baseball. Yeah, for sure. Definitely JBJ, Mookie, and him. 
definitely the best outfield and also just the most electric outfield. Without a doubt. Yeah. JBJ's a beast in the outfield too. He's oh like, yeah. He dude, like the plays that he makes go are like are crazy. Like how he gets it under the ball sometimes is crazy. Pause. At, like how he gets it like under like pop flies and stuff like that is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we got. How about all right? So let's talk a little bit about let's right, let's go into that controversial Altuve home run called off by Mookie, who clearly would have caught it if the fan didn't get in his way. Let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about that. Talk about Kate. Look, a bit of Kate Upton's response. You know, oh, yeah. is that guy Steve Bartman 2.0? Did he lose in the series? <laughs> that that What's is going on there. That's a game changing catch right there. Like that. That's, that's a series. That's a changing, series that's a, changing catch. Yeah. But the fact that Mookie did or it the lack next of night, a catch, whatever you want to call it, play, whatever you want to call that, the interference by the fan. I, it's funny to me too how that always like. It's always like the the away, you know what I mean? It's always the away team. That, that, that always happens. The fan thinks he's going to catch it, and it's always like – I mean, I guess that it, it does make sense, but it's like at the same time, like that fan blew the game. Oh, yeah, I know. Like in a, in a way, like can you sleep at night if you're that guy? No way, right? He was he was throwing up like double thumbs down. <laughs> yeah. In the, in the TV <laughs> after. <laughs> um, oh. No, but that – dude, that was a – I think he was going to catch either way, though. Yeah, I do, too. Like, it looked like he was, like, his mitt was, like, exactly where it needed to be to catch the ball before it was closed. Like, and it was clearly closed by, like, three different hands at one time. Yeah. Like, obviously not on purpose. Like, they were trying to catch the ball and, like, whatever. I probably would have done the same thing. But, like. That's what I'm thinking, too, though. That's why it's, like, such a it's such a, like a crazy play. Like, like the, the ball is coming at you. Like, that's just, like, honestly, your natural instinct. See, I didn't think, I didn't know that if that happens, that the person is out. Because that play was so much bigger in that situation because Springer was on first. Yeah. And instead of that being a two-run home run, Altuve's out and Springer's back on first. With, yeah, that that is crazy. So he's not in scoring position anymore. Like, even if that was just like Mookie... Hit it, hit the ball back into play or whatever. And Altuve, it's not a home run. Altuve's on first, and Springer's on second. Would have been position. at least a double. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? I mean. Like if it was like something like that. Like if you really want, it's it's crazy how that works. It is crazy, but so, that is like one of the. But that is one of the rules that like that like basically never happens. You yeah. know what I mean? It's that's why. It's so, so for the tough. ump, the ump to see that was crazy. They also have reviewed it though, didn't they? Yeah, no, no, but they didn't. Uh, it was because like kids like uh, something with like overturning it. It's like the initial call, and that being his initial call was crazy. Yeah, that's true. So that catch was crazy, but then Mookie proved everyone wrong, and he caught that caught one last night. That was like basically the exact same one. He robbed him of a home run, so he would have caught the ball either way. Yeah, he's catching all those. That's pretty much pretty much their their outfield is just trusty, just a trusty outfield. Dude, Houston's, just a win, just a win, dance, repeat outfield right there. Houston's outfield is like weird too. Like right behind Benatendi, there's like the wall, and then there's like a corner. Did you? Yeah, see? yeah. It's like the, the who hit the the homer there last night that wouldn't. It would have no way at Fenway would that have been a homer. Devers. I was Devers, that was Devers' home run. I think that was Devers. I'm pretty yeah, sure it was Devers', Devers home run yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, but there's no way that that would have been a home run at Fenway. Yeah. Like not even close. It's they they do have an easy outfield. Yeah, for, for some homers. But let's get back to the catch. Kate Upton's. What's your reaction to the whole Kate Upton thing? Well, didn't she she tweeted like something originally about how like there's no way that he should have been out. Which I understand. Her husband plays for the team. That's like you're gonna def- like every Houston Astros fan is gonna defend that. Yeah. Until the day they die, and if. It was if it happened to the Sox, I would probably be defending it too. But at a certain point, you do realize that it was the right call, and that's like the way it's always been called. But the reaction after that was something like that she she was getting she was uh, defending herself from people calling her a princess or whatever, like talking about her as a sports fan just because she was a woman. And I can see where she's coming from on that, like there's no there's no need to you know come in somebody like that but at the same time like 
if you're gonna if you're gonna do if you're gonna tweet something like that and you're a public figure and like you're like her and your husband plays for the team, like you're gonna expect some backlash. And oh, sometimes yeah. you especially just from be able to take especially it. from New Englanders. Like, come on. Yeah, New England sports fans, like you just gotta be able to take it. There's yeah. really that that's my that's my two cents on that. Yeah. I I completely agree. I I don't I don't really have much to say on it. But we had it in the notes, so we I, it's it was a big issue too, so we just definitely should have talked about it. But let's move on. When, yeah, next. Um, Verlander's performance yesterday. What, what's your what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I mean, like I would say that he he didn't like pitch poorly, but Price also stepped up for us. You know what I mean? Like it, it, that was definitely the difference in the game because easily it could have been a high like a higher scoring game from the beginning. Like we we had some Devers hit that big home run, but Price like he was good. You know what I mean? They didn't really score that many runs. I don't think it was so much more about how like he, I don't think he played poorly, but it was more yeah. just that we kind of kind of opened things up on offense, Price, and our defense was just solid. Price was long. definitely more solid. Yes, definitely. for sure. Like Verlander had had the two lapses where he allowed runs. Like Price, Price was yeah. solid. Like even in like positions when he had guys on in scoring positions, he was still solid. Yeah, he yeah. got he got out of every inning. It's plus the nine Ks, which was crazy. Um, moving on to that, Rafael Devers. I've been preaching this all postseason. I think should be in over Nunez. Yeah, I mean like, he kind of showed it last night. Like I just think I just think Devers is like maybe he's not. He, I don't. I guess he's not a better third baseman, man, which. More talented hitter for sure. Like by, by. without a doubt. So if Nunez sucks, which he has this postseason, he's had like three. They're not error. They haven't been recorded as errors, but they're errors in the postseason that have led to some pretty big runs to the other team. Why not put Devers in? Because he can do stuff like that, like they did last night. So thank God he got. It'd be hurt. interesting to see how Cora plays that next series. Well, dude, he went out with an injury, so I don't know if Devers played last night because he just was in the starting role or because Nunez was injured. I didn't really look into that, but Nunez left that game, the game before. Yeah, he hobbled off the field. Yeah, so I don't know if he's hurt, but I, I'm very, I'm much more comfortable with Devers playing than Nunez. Yeah, absolutely. I agree at this point too. Like that's a, that's a confidence boosting home run right there, not just for him but for the team. Like you got to leave him out there and see what he can do. Yeah, and it's not like the it's not like the Kinsler Holt situation. You know what I mean? Where like either of those dudes can play. Holt's just a little bit better, like a better batter, and Kinsler's a better fielder. But like, it's not that situation because they're both playing solid at yeah, either position. Yeah, no, I agree. So it's it. it Swapping them out depends on how the game's going and stuff like that. But Devers and Nunez is not that situation because Nunez stinks on defense right now. Yeah, so you're better off just soft. having a better offensive player in there. I don't know. That's that's just my thought process on it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I completely agree. At first, first we were talking about that, and I really wasn't like I wasn't sure. You know, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. He's been good all year, Nunez. Like you can kind of trust him, but kind of swayed me in that argument and i've just seen it in all the games i think it's yeah. time to make make the switch he's just he's nervous it's whatever it's yeah. a postseason i mean you can't like knock him it's like the biggest biggest what you've been working for your whole career to like be in the position so i can understand it being nervous but like price like price's situation at some point you got to turn around and realize that like you're here and you got to perform yeah so. for sure but to core's credit he's been <laughs> a puppet master with this whole lineup. Absolutely. He's been, he's just, just like they always say in baseball, he's pushing all the right buttons. He sticks with his guys, which I love that he sticks. And just the, the approach that the Sox have taken, you know, it's just getting on base more. I mean, they're obviously hitting some home runs, but you look at some of these guys like Yankees and Astros, they're just swinging for the fences. Like the the Sox are okay with some guys hitting less than 300 and just, you know, doing their job, trying to bring in runs and it's paying off. You know who else is very underrated in that in the Astro series was uh, Xander Bogarts. Yeah, he's very good. Like he was. Sox are just loaded. That team is so good. People just still are not giving enough credit. I don't understand. Yeah. People are like people are talking about the Astros. People are talking about the Yankees. What's gonna happen in the World Series? Who like who do you think we're gonna end up playing? I think we're gonna end up playing the Dodgers probably. Yeah, which is it's good for baseball. 
historic series. But, but I think we're gonna win. I don't know. Uh, my I think room... we'll be the we'll be the favorites in this series too. Yeah. I mean, hopefully. No, no, no. We will definitely be the favorites. But that's the thing. Like, we were the we were the underdogs to see how we played the favorites rule. We yeah. played so well, and this team's probably not as good as the last two teams that we played. But it's still the World Series, and anything can happen. So yeah. you're gonna come in. You got to come in ready to play, locked in. Can't give up. Can't be giving up any games or anything like that just because you're complacent. Yeah. And you say it's easy to say that you know we're gonna we're gonna lock in and finish the job, but that's how sports and especially pro sports are. Like things like crazy things can happen. So they're they're pro athletes. Like every everybody out there is a pro athlete. They're, pro all, good. they're all good at what they do. So anything can happen. Yeah. yeah, anything can happen. I agree. All right. Well, then moving on, let's talk about the Pats' big time dub last week. Canada I love the, the New England Patriots. <laughs> I absolutely. Love the New Patriots. Touchdown, Tommy. Gronk, Edelman, Josh Gordon, Hogan, everybody. Defense, everybody on the pass. Boom Tower. Just, I love Dante Hightower. Even though uh, sometimes absolutely. he doesn't perform to my likings. But I still love him. I still love him. And I will always and, trust in Bill. Always. Yes. And Bill we trust. Yes. He – that's that's the thing a lot of people are bringing up too, obviously – it was going into the game. It was two high-powered offenses, and that's what we got. You know, forty-three, forty, high-scoring game, electric game, absolutely electric game to watch. Oh yeah, absolutely. And un- from from just a fan's perspective, from a a Patriots fan perspective, a football fan perspective, any sport you could watch that game and enjoy it for sure. And just like credit to the Chiefs, like they're they're very good. Yeah, that that rematch is like. Is going to be, be crazy. Lying. You'd be lying if you said you weren't a little nervous about playing that team again because they are pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Like Mahomes is Mahomes is the real deal. I, I'm convinced yeah. he's the real deal. Tyree Kill is also maybe the fastest human on earth. Yeah, that I don't know man's, if that man's unguardable. Like we were texting. He's not even said, juking people. He's literally he's catching the ball and just running, running faster. <laughs> just running way faster. He than the next he game. burned Harmon in that game like five times. Oh yeah. And Harmon knew he's like, there's not, there's not. But he is, but he is one of those players. He is one of those players where it's almost like, like the announcers were talking about it. Collinsworth was talking about during the game, like, like, there's not really anything you can do to stop him. Like, you have to if you're gonna stop him, like your game plan has to be your entire game plan has to be to stop him. And the Chiefs have so many other weapons that you can't really do that. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. tough, and with Mahomes, like with his ability to create too, it's like he's still going to be able to make plays, even if all you're trying to do is stop him all game long. Yeah, I don't think our defense played like terrible. I didn't. I they gave up forty points, so you can't say they played like great. But yeah, but it was it was a shootout from the beginning. You know what I mean? Like yeah. both teams got the ball back and forth. Like it was, both teams had the ball. It was. It was it was definitely that it was it was played out to be that type of game. That's exactly what it was. And I think too is that the game, like the difference maker in that game was our defense, was our two takeaways because those are two possessions that like knowing the Chiefs they probably would have scored on because they scored on I think all but those two possessions of the game. We just yeah. held them. So the difference maker in that game was the RD, but. I do want our D – I would like to have seen our D play, like, a little bit de- better down the stretch. No, I definitely agree. Like, giving up but those I think... two one-play touchdowns was kind of – Yeah, it was tough to watch. Yeah. As a fan, that was brutal. Yeah. But I, th- I do think that Bill's going to coach them up and they're going to get better. And obviously the defensive – well, not even – defensive coordinator because we don't have a defensive coordinator technically bill has still hasn't <laughs> named our defensive play caller the defensive coordinator but i do believe that he's new he's obviously been around the team for a while but you're when you're new to that role and so much pressure is put on you like he's working to get better bill's working to get better the whole team the pats are at that point right now where they're going to separate themselves and they're going to reach that mid-season form they're going to they might not lose another game but that's yeah. just and like what you said too is that Josh Gordon's not even playing like like the Josh Gordon everybody knows. Yeah, no, he's he's not. Like him he's, and Brady aren't on the same page yet. They're like a, they're like a half a second off on everything, yeah. and once they get that right, like 
Watch Just out. see ya. See ya. <laughs> yeah. See you later. Like down the sideline. Then they got then it opens up the rest of the field too. He's such a dynamic threat too. Like there's so many things he can do, especially within the like the Patriots offense. And he doesn't even really like think about how much he's learning every day under Brady, under Belichick. Like he was playing with the Browns. Yeah. You know, like you know what I mean. It's it's just a different level. He, he he's gonna get there, and he has so much talent. Brady just can't wait to be throwing deep balls to him all season long. And we 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 haven't talked much about this on our podcast, but we have Gronk, dude. Like Gronk is, yeah. I think he's by far the best tight end in our era. The Kelsey Gronk debate, not even a question. I'm taking no, Gronk. It's not hundred percent no, yeah, of the time. The only thing that you could say is that Gronk has to stay healthy. Yeah, like, but, and I think that now there's a better chance that that does happen just because of how many weapons. Obviously, you never know it could happen in a football game, but yeah. the NFL is trying to protect their players, especially the offensive players. I mean, obviously, especially the quarterback more than yeah. anything. But I think that you know, with the way things are going, like they're trying to have a player like Gronk be able to play a full season without getting injured. And mm-hmm. Obviously, it's still football; anything can happen. But with the way things are looking right now, hopefully, you can stay healthy and you know continue just spike the ball in the end zone all year long yeah I, I honestly i love Gronk. he's like my favorite he's like my second favorite player ever yeah behind Brady. absolutely but <laughs> let's get back to the um what you just said the the cube the new qb rule yeah what do you like give me your thoughts it's it's like conflicting because like as a, you don't want like your quarterback to like get mauled like aaron Rodgers did last year so I understand the rule, but at the same time, it's not like there's not like crazy sacks anymore. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what makes football football. So it's it's hard. Like what's his name? Uh, the dude on the Packers. Why am I drawing a blank right now? Clay Matthews. Like his two hits, dude. Those <laughs> he can't even tackle anybody. Yeah, like that, like that's I I think that's like a little much. You know what I mean? Like I don't no, I don't I think, definitely agree. I don't think defensive t- linemen are like sacking the QB with the intentions of like breaking their leg or something like that. You know what I mean? Like they're just like hitting them and they're like oh, yeah. an accident's an accident. So no, I absolutely agree. But at the same time, Brady being forty, yeah, get off him. Like don't touch him. But like yeah, no, no. <laughs> so it, I don't know. And, it, and it's generally like, like obviously as a Pats fan, Brady being forty, like it is. You think about it and you're like, all right, like we want our quarterback healthy and everything. But like it takes the dynamic like. Defense really doesn't matter as much in the NFL anymore. Like a forty-three forty game is okay. Like, yeah, like that's kind of like that's what you expect. And like to win that game against the Chiefs, like in today's NFL, like that's like what's gonna have to happen. You're gonna have to outscore them. There's no like you're gonna stop. Like obviously those two turnovers are crucial, and turnovers might be the most important thing now on defense. Not like sacking the quarterback or whatever, like yeah. interceptions and stuff like that, but. Like, the games are going to be more high-scoring. There's going to be more yards, more touchdowns, and more people are going to watch. And I, as much as, like, you might want to see, like, a dominant defense play, and it's fun to watch sometimes, it's just th- things aren't trending that way, and I don't think they're going to turn back, you know? Yeah. It's, they're just going to keep going in this direction. I had something else to say. I literally just thought of it, but then I can't remember it. It's about this rule. That happens to the best of us. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about – uh. Let's talk a little bit about just Gronk and Brady. A little bit of their just little little uh oh. the Gronk the Gronk the Gronk stand up Gronk just just like a golden retriever would just instantly just listen I mean, to its I mean, listen to its to. owner and standing up. I mean, you have to. If Tom Brady told me to jump off a bridge, I'd probably jump off a bridge. <laughs> Man. Especially if it meant we were gonna win another Super Bowl, definitely. Uh no, yeah, but I, I love that the dish their relationship and everything like oh, Gronk, Gronk is like Gronk is like the the younger the younger brother that just like loves his older brother and will do anything he says and only wants to play for Brady I love that that like he was gonna retire if he could play for Brady that is the best thing I've ever heard no it is and I think just that their locker room dynamic I was watching a uh I had a little thing. They had a little like short thing on ESPN about the um, about the Patriots like post game that that uh, Brewski started with the uh, oh yeah oh yeah the, oh that. yeah oh oh yeah oh oh yeah and I was <laughs> loving it. They were talking about uh, like how it's like passed on through the 
like you know through generations yeah, and now yeah, yeah. but uh like the funniest ones were when they had brady and like bilicek do it because bilicek was just like <laughs> everybody likes uh, good win huh? yeah oh yeah like that's yeah, that's all that's all you heard and then they gave it the huge oh yeah but like i just think that their locker room chemistry like, it just goes along with their winning like culture yeah. organization like for so long they've been so good and like you could just tell like even when josh gordon came in like they put his locker right next to brady like they're 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 obviously close like they're just getting better every day every week yeah uh, that whole wide receiver core, the whole offense, like Gronk, I'm sure all those guys are getting along. And I feel like it's good for somebody like Josh Gordon too. You know, he needs that. Like he needs mm-hmm. that, that good culture, that good, uh, just that good, like brotherhood, whatever you want to call it to like, keep him on the right path. And I think that like, it's just, it's just awesome. Just like, see like how positive and like how like well he's been doing and how just like, I just love like the whole, Starting from Robert Kraft down, just there's nothing better than the Pats. Hey, did you see? The, uh, it's like I'm pretty sure it's still pinned on their Twitter. The thing about like their their managers, or, like the locker no. room guys. You gotta watch it. It's great. Um, it just makes you love the organization even more. <laughs> um, I'm looking at the thing right, right now. What else we got? Are you watching it? Yeah, I'm on Twitter, like looking at it. What about uh, then? Also, Gronk with the classic Instagram post about oh, Brady, yeah. just quoting Tom Brady. Just, <laughs> I love you, Gronk. You catch all my balls. Just as good as it gets, Gronk just a hidden, just just a gem. Just no nobody quite like Gronk ever in the history of the NFL. Did did I ever have I talked to you about how I don't remember where I heard the story. But they somewhere they talk about when Gronk will run down the field and after he like gets makes a catch, and if he gets hit like without like or stiff arms somebody or gets tackled, he makes like like sound effects to go with it. No. Did you hear? Have you heard about this? I've like never if heard he gets this. hit and he like stiff arms somebody, he'll be like, and like make big <laughs> like noises like that, like he's like a big like monster or something like a robot that's just like like brushing people off i mean he that is, is like about, a robot <laughs> that's like one of the best things i've ever heard <laughs> dude what i love about the, the whole their whole receiving court too is the fact that like like gronk played last game against the chiefs they were like he you don't have to throw to him all game but like when you do throw to him in the fourth quarter like he catches the ball and goes like 50 yards like, yeah I, I love that like there's so many other <laughs> weapons that like like you said like gronk can now doesn't have to worry about getting injured and stuff like that because he's not the the only target anymore. It's just such a it's such a game changer for the. He is a big man trekking down the field too, and he is knocking people off if you try to tackle him. Yeah, that, that stiff arm. He is like that was crazy. He also is a fr- like underratedly freak athlete for like his size. Like he's fast. He's like so strong. Yeah, he's really he's fast. quick. He's like quick. Like it's crazy to watch him run down the field. And but, Edelman's uh, Edelman's catch. Yeah. Edelman just fixing his glove, and then just like ah, just touchdown. So much, so much swag. I I love that. Edelman is such a savage too. Yeah. There's nobody like him. I know. Him and Brady's relationship too. Talk about like trust and like having like just great relationships with your receivers. Like, I got to imagine like him and Josh Gordon and Brady are spending a lot of time together, and it's just I just like yeah. thinking about that just makes me happy. You know what else I love about that whole relationship is I'm pretty sure on Tom's Tom Brady's uh what was the thing he did last year, the Facebook thing? Tom versus Time. Yeah, that thing. Uh the relationship between him and Edelman is crazy. Like they give each other like shit, dude. Yeah. Which no, is like awesome. I love. Yeah. Like, no, like Edelman doesn't like, care so... that like it's like it's Brady, you know what I mean? Like if Brady like messes up, like Edelman like lets him know and like vice versa. Whereas yeah. like other like Brady says it. He's like, whereas like other receivers, you know what I mean? Like they might not like let me know if like I do something wrong and like they just expect me to like fix it. Whereas like Edelman like will let them know. I think no, I think yeah. Edelman's like the the captain of the wide receivers. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. the leader of the wide yeah. receiver core for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, let's let's move on to the Celtics. Oh man, don't get me started. Yeah, I know. The Celtics are. <laughs> oh, they're. They're winning the East and they're winning the title this year. I don't care what anybody says. Give it 
Jason Tatum is going to be a top five player in the NBA in less than four seasons. So this is going to stick together for the next 10 years, win five championships, and be the next Spurs. Brad Stevens is the best coach in the NBA, and that's what's going to happen. It's my crystal ball. You already saw it. You already heard it here first. <laughs> and I can already see him. I can already see Jason Tatum holding the NBA Finals MVP trophy. I can I can see it. Clear, clear as day. I got Tatum uh, as the best player in the NBA right now. Hot take, but <laughs> I think he's better than LeBron. <laughs> I mean, he did he dunk did, on LeBron in the playoffs. Yeah, he did year. dunk on him. So yeah, he, he which is pretty much better. now he pretty much owns LeBron for the rest of the time, and there's nothing LeBron can do about it ever. Um, I, I don't want to get too far off track either, but. Last night, LeBron did have two unbelievable plays versus the Trailblazers. I just, I'm just, I'm just happy that NBA basketball is back. Obviously, it's the regular season, and it's just going to be exciting for the first couple of weeks. Then it'll probably die a little bit. Yeah. But I really am. I really do think that I'm going to watch pretty much every single Celtics game this season. For the part, for the reason that I just love Boston sports, I'm going to need something to watch. And so much of what the Celtics do is just like. It's just such fun, high quality basketball to watch. Like from a fa- obviously from the fans' perspective, like you could go watch and be like, "Wow, this team's entertaining." But like from just a basketball player, a basketball like junkies' perspective, like the what, like how, like how, like good they are at what they're trying to do is just unbelievable to watch on like a night nightly basis. Yeah, I mean, getting back to the whole LeBron, that whole sequence. Of events was crazy. You had LeBron's dunk, yeah. then you had Damian Lillard's dunk, then you had LeBron's like that. That I watched that on Twitter after the Sox game. It was I crazy. Was, I was just like smiling. I was like, "This is this is awesome." But yeah, I agree with you. I think the Celtics. Are, I think I think we're gonna win it this year. I have a feeling, like we talked about on the last episode, that the Warriors. Something's gonna happen. I just I don't feel good about the Warriors. Like like going into the season, I'm like, yo, this, I think the Celtics are better than the Warriors. All around team, they're, they're starting five. Yeah, it's probably better. But like, first, their first so ten first, our shooting first ten. Threes. That's what I mean. Their first yeah. ten first, our first ten. I'm taking our first ten. Yeah. So, but you, let's go more into details about the f- game one because I didn't watch it, but you had so many hot takes on it that you just got You got to <laughs> let everyone know, Murph. All right. Well, the Celtics always beat the Sixers. That's a fact. Even Embiid said after the game, this game isn't a rivalry. Like, they're what our, whatever our record is, 11-3 and three in the last whatever games we played them. But, uh, like, just their defense, even for, like, their offense, obviously, for the first game wasn't unbelievable. Kyrie was missing shots. Gordon Hayward, first game back. He looked pretty good for his first game back. Obviously not as good as he's going to be. I think when he gets more comfortable, he's going to be, like, the perfect accessory for this team. But, like, letting the Sixers know that we're here for real in the first game of the season, and, like, we like as much as it was, like, a good game and a close game for a while, like, there was never really a doubt that, like, the Celtics were going to win that game. And I feel like that's always how it is when we play the Sixers. Like, the Celtics are just superior on, especially defensively. To start the season for the first game, like, they were locking, locking the Sixers up, and it was just awesome to watch. I also also hate the Sixers, and I'm starting to just hate Joel Embiid. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like Joel Embiid. I just yeah, I don't think anyone. I think a lot of people do, but I think that there's also that kind of like love hate, like or like they enjoy that like he's the guy who's always stirring things up or whatever. But at the same time, it's like. I watch him and I'm like, if that guy could just like figure it out, like he would be literally unstoppable. But then I'm like, he doesn't figure it out, so like it makes me not like him. That's like my take. (laughs) (laughs) Like he he just doesn't like he's not getting it. Like he should be like absolutely dominating everybody. Like the Celtics don't really have anybody that could stop him if he like was like playing the way that he should be playing. To be honest, like nobody, no big man in the league can like really stop that guy. Yeah. But we got average Al, so that's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, I think I think the Celtics are going to be really good. I think I'm going to watch pretty much every game. Pretty excited for tonight too. They play the Raptors. That could be another Eastern Conference Finals showdown. Raptors look pretty good in their first game too. They had Kawhi and he played well, and DeRozan played well for the Spurs, which is pretty cool. 
see you know, how yeah, we switch places. We've never talked about this. Uh, what's your whole thought process on that trade? I, I mean, I don't think Kawhi is going to stay in Toronto like much longer than this year, or like maybe next year. Yeah, that's pretty much all. That's pretty much what I think. Like he was trying to get out of it. You know what I mean? Like he wanted to be gone, and the Spurs kind of realized like it was time for a change. The Spurs aren't going to be bad as long as they have Popovich coaching and they still have like the same like good winning culture they have good players but they're just nothing compared what, to like to what, what they, they were yeah yeah like if you really think about it from just like a a basketball perspective like you traded the top five player in the NBA for somebody who's not a top five player in the NBA you know mm-hmm. so it's tough to say that like who got better I mean it's tough to say like the Spurs got the better end of it but if Kawhi didn't want to be there sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do I mean yeah it's, it's kind of like the Cavs Situation with Kyrie, but yeah. like you're, you don't, you can't really do much. Like if somebody wants out, and they're not willing to play for you. You gotta make a move. I honestly think the Spurs though won that trade. And I only say really? that. Yeah, I only say that because, <laughs> well, well, like you just said, I don't think Kawhi is gonna stay in Toronto. Yeah, I think the development of Demar Derozan the last few years, especially like the last few years has been crazy. He's gotten very good at his position. He's become a, a very elite offensive player. Defense, he's he's not like crazy good. He's not like crazy bad. He's, he's better than he is bad. But I just think I've never seen Kawhi be the most dominant offensive player. He's definitely the most dominant defensive player. Yeah, no, I agree. But I think for Toronto – to rely on Kawhi, uh, Lowry, and I don't know who's the, I don't know who's the player yet. They did add some other pieces though. They have they added Danny Green. They added a couple other guys on the bench. Like they are a solid. I, I, Toronto is a legit like contender. Like they'll win fifty plus games. I think. Yeah, you I know? think I think they'll win fifty two. But I don't think they're. I think they got worse offensively. Yeah, which in the, which in this league is. A hard thing to do and win. They got a Greg Monroe, too, huh? I didn't know about that. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I saw it's that on Twitter. Crazy. This is like the revenge game for Greg Monroe or something like that. Yeah, I don't, for, I don't think that. Yeah, there's re- no chance. Revenge game, like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I, don't th- I think Toronto got a little, like, a tad bit worse with that trade. Because yeah. the sole reason, setting him up for the future and offensively. This is an offensive league. It's hard to not... Defense is becoming less valuable in this league because you just got so many dudes who can't stop each other. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, nobody can stop LeBron. Nobody can stop KD. It's just how it is. So I'll be interested to see how it goes when they get in the playoffs too. Like, that's been kind of the story. Is like Kyle Lowry and DeRozan have been able to do anything in the playoffs. So I, that will be interesting though because Kawhi is like that guy that can like win you playoff games. Yeah, like so. But Kyle Lowry, to me, like, every time there's a big playoff series, like, he's just not there. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's he's not. So I, I, I'm kind of interested to see how, like, he's going to show up and how he's going to play, especially with Kawhi or how the rest of the team is going to respond. Because he is a guy, as much as you say he's not a great offensive player, like, you're giving you're giving him the ball in the last couple minutes of that game, like, without a doubt. Now, oh, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm, I'll be interested to see how he, like, handles that role, too, and how much he even buys into being, like, a Raptor for this year or mm-hmm. maybe the next year or whatever. We'll see what happens. Do you, but, think, uh, do you think the Celtics are going to have an easy time with the East? I wouldn't say easy. You know, the Sixers are pretty good and the Raptors are pretty good, but the rest of those teams, like, I, I, the Celtics could win 60 games this year, I think, at least. Like, they're like – like, they was their first game and, like, they're good. Like, from one through eight, like, dude – I'm I'm telling you from like a, just a fan's perspective, but like also like just a bat. Like if you look at them through like a basketball like knowledge perspective, like their offense and defense is just like so solid that like it's just built to win games. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're, they're they're like there's no way they're gonna unless like knock on wood, whatever you want to say, like injuries occurred just like last year. Like I think last year they were gonna they would end up they would have ended up beating the Cavs. They would have been in the finals. And they probably would have lost because they were still missing, like, two key players in the finals. But, like, if they had – even if they had Kyrie, I still think they could have went to the finals. Yeah. 
I got so, every New, New England sports team winning a championship this year. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen, too. If that happens, oh, my God. Imagine. Because uh, we <laughs> talked about it last year. Or, not last year. We talked about it last episode about the Bruins. Again, still don't know much about it. But five games they're in, at, they're four and one. So Turns out that they're actually good. Yeah, Stone Dog, <laughs> I don't know what was up with that that information. Uh, Way off. <laughs> might got to get another uh, NHL inside reporter uh, for our podcast. Yeah, but we, we looked it up before we started this podcast because we were like, has any city won in all four major sports? And the answer is no. No. They've won in three before the NBA was attacked, and it was like Detroit in like 1935. But nobody's ever done it four, and this is the year. That's going to happen. I also think we got to talk about two. Being New England sports fans, getting back to what we talked about in the beginning of the podcast, we are so spoiled, dude. As yeah, no, absolutely. Like and that's our generation thing about, especially the Patriots now, because like, like they're like they're almost done. You know, it's tough. Yeah, it was our generation so was the generation to watch it. It's so tough. Was the yeah. If you're, going, an, if, like if you're a New England sports fan and you're not, you don't have that thought in the back of your mind. You're lying to yourself, because we all think it. Okay, we <laughs> yeah. all think about the day that Brady retires. How sad of a day! I think that, I might start crying. I'm gonna cry. I don't even care. I'm gonna cry. That's gonna be the saddest day ever. I might start crying thinking about it. Honestly, at this point, I, I don't know if I can think about. It. I, I don't want to think about that for too long. It'd just be so sad. And the day Bill retires. Oh, man. I don't know if Bill will ever retire. He might die on the sidelines. (laughs) (laughs) He just loves football too much. No, but getting back to it, my dad always talked about it. Like, when the Pats lost the Super Bowl last year, and I was crushed. (laughs) Me and my brother Nick were crushed. He was like, you guys are so spoiled because you don't know what it's like. And it's so true. And like they say about New England people all the time, it's definitely true. But we don't know what it's like to – like, we've never been a Cleveland Browns team in our generation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we've no, always – like, we've had the Celtics who won it in 08. We've had the Sox who've won it, like, four times. We've had the Pats who've won it four times, like, five times. My bad. The Bruins won it once. It's just been – it's a title town. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's true. But – Imagine growing up like a Browns fan, like Cleveland, like dude. Just so tough. How do you do it? How do you do it? <laughs> and that's why people hate us so much. They they're just like El Prez says, they they hate us because they hate us. Yeah, that's what it's it is. so true. In our generation, especially, like, just they hate us. We've witnessed we've witnessed so much greatness. So much I just, greatness. I just never just... understand other people how they don't respect the greatness. I never understand that. No, people do, but they just – but just think about like – like when you – even when we lose one game, just think about how much like how pissed you are. Like oh, that's yeah. how – that's what they have to deal with at all times. I saw a tweet and it was like <laughs> it's been almost three years since Boston's won anything and it seems like it's been like 50. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. But, we, but that's what I'm saying. That This is like a – there's a real legitimate chance that like we could win like – like – Four of them, but realistically, like two or more of like the major championships. Like, I'd be shocked if we like didn't win one this year. Yeah, like shocked. And I think like the whole sports world would be too. Do you do you remember how crazy we went with in Tron when the Patriots won? Oh my god! <laughs> I'll never forget. I'll never forget Ian Sincere sitting down there too by himself. <laughs> watching the post game it was one of the funniest pictures of all time he was just sitting there looking at the screen with a just just the widest smile you could possibly imagine on someone's face just so <laughs> just so happy just like p- filled with pure joy that was one of the best like best games ever we gotta but, get, uh, we gotta get that guy on the podcast Oh yeah, for he sure. I don't know if we we might have to censor him. Though. Yeah, we might just <laughs> that might be. An, <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> we might, or we might just have to put like with guest Ian Sister like in like parentheses like explicit content. <laughs> like we might like have to like warn the listeners like we might have to watch out for that episode. Oh, but man. uh, I think 
that's all we got. Yeah, that's all we got for this week. We wanted to keep it hot. We wanted to keep it fresh. We wanted to talk about, you know, like what's going on in New England sports. We we have talked a lot about, uh, you know, including more stuff into the podcast, like including some more stories, having some more guests on, and kind of not some movies. Not always talking about sports. Just talking about different stuff. But this week was just it was it was a New England sports week, like. You can't pass up on talking. I could literally talk about this forever. For yeah, hours, I know. We can go on for three more hours, but I think our our li- listeners, not viewers, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> will get tired about just hearing the greatness of doing the sports this week. So that's what this episode was about, just strictly sports because it was the best week ever for if you were an England sports fan. That Sunday combination. And when did the Celtics play? Was that Monday? Uh, no. No. Wednesday? I don't know. I can't remember. Whatever. Those so two days. I was just so much winning <laughs> those two days as a New England sports fan. You can't pass up this opportunity. So, promise next next episode we'll be talking about other stuff besides New England sports. But mainly it's going to be New England sports because we just love it. <laughs> so, if you're listening, make sure that you subscribe, that you rate and review because we heard that's big too. We yeah. need to know how we're doing. We need to know what we need to work on. We want to hear from you guys. That's what we really want to hear from. That's who we care about. Exactly. So, and like Murph said last episode, we're, we're new to the podcast game. We're just having fun with it. We're rolling. So if you like what you heard, like he said, subscribe, rate, rate and review. Subscribe, re- review, and let us know. All right. Thanks All right. for listening. Yes, and, sir. Uh, see you later. Later, everyone. Hey guys, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. We uh, look forward to hearing what you guys think about it. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks again.